Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I'm chatting it up with a local businessman whose personal business is to avoid cancer and other health concerns through healthy living. Logan Duvall is one of the nice faces you see out at the Me and McGee Market in North Little Rock, and his story will wow you. You'll get to meet him right after this. Let me take a moment to feature one of our sponsors, longtime sponsor, Ralston Family Farms. And now I get to brag to you about their rice grits. It's an outstanding product. How do I know this? Because guys, I'm a customer. These are rice grits from their farm, which means it is not a GMO product, which is unique for rice growers. This is a quick cooking product. It's premium milled rice and put in the roller mill, which makes it a superior product for your family. Recipes for the rice grits can be found along with other recipes on their site, which is RalstonFamilyFarms.com. In fact, the Ralstons, the folks who have been farming for 10 generations, who have regenerative farming practices, they want to give you a listener to the Lisa Fisher Said podcast, a three-pack of the rice grits and a recipe card. That, of course, goes to a lucky listener who emails me, offer at lisafishersaid.com, and then in the subject line, enter the word grits, and you'll be in the drawing. The giveaway ends June 30th, 2022. But go to their website and see the retailers for Ralston Family Farms Rice and all the products they offer. It's not just rice grits. RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, we've got Logan here. Dad first, right? Most important thing in your life. Absolutely. Farmer. Do you call yourself a farmer? Nope. No, but you're a broker of farmers, right? Uh, Agriculturally related entrepreneur. That's good. Was that like a major now? It might as well be. At the University of Atkins there? Or <laughs> yes, Pottsville? Yes, yeah. yes. Because you're from this tiny town off I-40 that a lot mm-hmm. of people know about. Yep. Pickle, the Pickle Town. Pickle City. Yeah, Pickle City. And that's all boarded up now and that they're not producing pickles, right? Right. Sorry about that. But you have a real interest in people's health and because of your own journey. And that's why we'll talk about me and McGee Market, which is so charming. Um if you're driving, you're not there yet. It's on the other side of the world. <laughs> it's past the airport. Is there anything past the airport? Yes, me and McGee yeah, Market. that's it. That's <laughs> right. it, though. And we're in my home now because you just left the market. I did. Because y'all close at 3 mm. on, this is Thursday, right? Yep. Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays and Thursdays. Okay. So tell me, I, I know your story, but I love to hear it, and I love your passion about what you've done with your son and your health. So the yeah. So, uh, you know, it's... In a nutshell, what happened was my grandparents moved into a house after my uncle got transferred for a job uh, from L'Oreal. And so they retired, living in my uncle's house, and my grandma said, you know what, we have all these pecan trees right here. Let's uh, start gathering them and we'll crack them and shell them. And I'll send my grandpa, she said, I'll send you out on the side of the road and sell them. (laughs) And he thought that she had absolutely lost her well, mind. Well, she had. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, to a man, tell a man to go pick pecans <laughs> and sell them on the side of the road. Yes, but he went out one day and and sold out, made like two hundred dollars. So, he what said, year was that? That was that was right at eleven years ago. Oh, so, so not not that terribly okay. long. Yeah, and okay. uh, so that that started the ag uh, focus there at the market, and then they put in a little garden just for them. People started pulling in. That's probably closer to 13 years now. Uh, mm-hmm. But people started pulling in, saying, can we get stuff out of the garden? And uh, Really? That's... Because it really is. So you've got 440 that comes through there, mm-hmm. and then you turn off. Is that Highway 70? Yes. Which would take you to Hot Springs if you kept, I mean, in there, I, I mean, there's a state highway. So it's an old road that was probably traveled years ago, but yes. because of the interstate system, yeah. it's not. So how did people know to even come down that road? 70 is actually a really highly traveled road. Oh, and is. so right where we are off of 440 is uh, the huge L'Oreal Distribution Center in Galloway, which is a right. big truck stop right. area. That's um, true. There was a FedEx there. I mean, there's been a yeah. lot of industry uh 
And Benny Keith area. is kind of your neighbor just down the road. Now, yeah, they weren't there back then. Have you been into that facility? Oh, yeah. Is oh, yeah. that not incredible? Have you? They have these trucks that, you know, the 18-wheelers that are there. They make like two trips a day just to Sonic because <laughs> they've got the good Sonic ice. They do. They do. Isn't that something? <laughs> so they've got the rabbit pellets. Yeah. That we no, like. we, Benny Keith's been wonderful. They, they've been great for, you know, Rusty and Yvette and Shane. They, they yeah. are phenomenal. So They are the tip top in public relations, in friendship, in relationships. And that's why I think they probably, hands down, are ahead of the competition in whatever they do. Benny Keith is a regional company. It's huge. Right. It's it might huge. be national, yeah. but it's huge. But I think this location in North Little Rock is really impressive because of them. It is. So uh, your dad, your grandpa's out there uh, shelling these pecans, which is not easy. No, it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's tedious and it's like snapping peas with your grandmother, Mm -hmm. you know. And then he's selling them in these bags. And then who's got this idea and said, well, let's make this a business. My mom actually said, why don't y'all just build a little produce stand and sell what y'all grow? And so... That, that is actually hmm. the stand that's there, the little fold-downs yeah. in the front yeah. checkout. Yeah. That was the original hmm. the original building, and they put it up by the road. And my grandpa sat there one day, and he said, no, I'm not sitting out in the sun. It's like June or July, yeah, right. you know? And he jerked it back under the pecan tree where it sits now. So those pecan trees are still fertile? Oh, yeah. They're, they're still, is that for, where you get them for, from? Not now, not now. Yeah. But, uh, yes, that's where we got all of them for years and years. Okay, so that takes us to about, what, 2010, 11? Yeah, um, closer. So as as that progressed, uh, my grandpa ended up getting sick, cancer, uh, the first time, and uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So a little bit later, he's gotten over that, some major cardiac issues, and then esophageal cancer uh, came back on the second, the second go-round. So my grandma took care of him a lot more you know had to be his caregiver more and more and so my mom left her corporate job with uh, axiom and said you know actually they moved there when she still worked for axiom for a while to just help out and she ended up you know leaving and then doing the market full-time and she really helped take it to another level with the feel and the pictures for social media she's the one that really got the the social she media was ahead going. Of her time. she very much very much and so you know, it, it, my grandma to a certain extent too, but very much people pleasers. They just want to make people happy, make them feel good. Uh, always, you know, a bleeding heart, and just want to take care of people. Why can't all businesses just have a Neva on staff? You know, if that's, only. I'm not kidding. How many places do you go that the people don't care if you're happy? don't want to take care of you and don't let the screen door hit you on the butt on the way out kind of thing i i don't know yeah i don't know you know they i i was raised by a single mother who busted her butt all the time so i i she instilled empathy in me and there's no other way that we're going to do it yeah she also instilled strength and sometimes that that can you know uh could be mistaken as weakness you know kindness and so we have definitely had our fair share of a little bit of ugliness but we nip that in the butt and and we just keep on taking care of people so that was 2010 11 12 and then you're a teenager at that point right no no i'm a little bit older than that no you're not you're like 15 now yeah yeah uh, no, I graduated in 07. So, okay. uh, yeah, I was already out of college by that point. Everybody, see what happens, and you'll, Neva can tell you, when you get up in years like I am, if somebody asks you how old somebody is, I go, they're between 20 and 60. <laughs> there you go. And don't you boys, my, my team's here, don't you feel the same way? I was even asking them how old they were earlier because we were having a discussion about vision, but I went, I don't know how old anybody is anymore, which is good. Y'all think I'm the 20 on, I'm on the 20 end, that's and right. that's a good deal that's for right. me. Okay, so, but but you're somebody who then, you're starting to go to the market, you're starting to see how commerce, this type of agricultural commerce works. What piqued your interest? Uh, I've always been very much into business and wanting to do something. We just, you know, came from nothing, not having anything and, and having to just build everything. So, uh, you know, very early on when I was in high school, I was still, I was reading all the time. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the yeah, books that really yeah. initiated uh, learning and self, self-education. self How many people at Pottsville Higher were reading that? So we went, I went to Atkins and I graduated with 63 and I would imagine I'm the only one that yeah, read right, that book. Right. But, uh, you know, I've always been trying to learn and stuff. So mm-hmm. I went from 
uh, working on a pipeline to EMS, was working on an ambulance to r- real estate. So, well, you know, and I did stuff before that, working for a vet, roofing. Um, well, that'll I, that'll grow you up and make you realize you don't want to do that. Absolutely. You know, my grandpa raised broiler chickens for Tyson and then roofed. That was what I did growing mm-hmm. up. And so, you know, I got on my first roof. I think I was like 12. He wouldn't let me use the, the gun, you know, the pneumatic yes. gun. I had to use a hatchet. So I had to learn how to hand put on all of these shingles. And so... Who handed you the hatchet when you were up there? Who Do you carry it up yourself? Yeah, you you got belts. You got You'll, these, okay. these. You know, you got your tacks and your. I thought it came belt out on and, a tray, like with yeah. a towel. <laughs> you know, Lisa doesn't. But we need to get you on a roof. This that, that'd be an experience. Here, which hatchet would you like to use today? Yeah, no, no. Right. Well, I, I, no. one can dream. We'll get dream. So you're out there sweating. Yeah. I mean, it's just work. I mean, I think that work. we we've we've lost that you know but it made me realize hey i don't want to kill myself to make money um so how do we do something that serves and you build a business that's impactful and i've always just been really drawn to that so once uh my grandpa passed away that was when we something had to change and so i I left back home and moved down here and so that was that was 2000 i think it's 16 i think it was september 11th 2016 is that when the market really took off because the market started becoming a part of everybody's nomenclature, maybe in 18, 17, 18? Yeah, we, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it hit some some sort of a tipping okay. point around there. But yeah, it just kept snowballing. But you know, it's, I got to give all the credit to the, the start and, and those layers. Uh, definitely not myself. Well, I know, but you, you've locked arms now and you've run with a philosophy that is furthering your, your goal now, though you're an entrepreneur, it's in your blood. We can't take you from that, but you also care about people and their health. Yes. So that is why this is a good combination. Because I can tell you, the people who run Kroger really don't care about my health. They care about making money, and I'm a capitalist. I'm all for you making money, but you want to combine the art of rich dad, you being rich dad, you know, not poor dad, and then you the the intersection with good health, and that is in some ways a dichotomy because our we've talked about this you know you know with that we've talked about Amy Beard it's not a healthcare system it's a sick care system big pharma and food manufacturers dictate so many things especially the person right now is listening to this who's bothered by his or her weight his or her medical and physical afflictions you and I know it's rooted in two things big pharma and food so you're now having you're telling people in a small community, whether it's Atkins, Pottsville, outside of North Little Rock, hey, I can help you with this. Yeah, and and this just simply through trials, you know, and and self. So, you know, I've got a quick little story that I think really illustrates uh, what what happens with people and and what initiates change. So, there's a guy traveling down the road, and he sees this old little general store. And he he pulls in there, and there's a there's a clerk standing behind the the counter. And he hears this little whimper, and he looks over, and there's a there's a lab curled up on the floor, and so got to talking to the the shopkeeper a little bit more. Here's the whimper again, and so after the third time, he says, "What what's wrong with the dog? What's going on?" He's like, "Well, that's old Duke's favorite spot, but there's a nail poking up through the through the wood floor." So the the traveler, confused, looks at him. He says, "Well, why why doesn't he move?" No shopkeep, just kind of paused a second. He said, I guess it just don't hurt bad enough. So I think that that's kind of the point. A lot of times we don't make a change. We don't we don't initiate action until it hurts bad enough. And and that point for me was, you know, my oldest child being diagnosed with stage four cancer. That, that hurts bad, <laughs> you know. So what do I do? How do I give my child the best opportunity to overcome this and and if he overcomes this how do i give him the best chance to get over the side effects of chemotherapy oh. and surgery and radiation you know so that's where i just dove in and studied and just i didn't sleep a whole lot back then um so I researched and everything really just kept going back to agriculture. But the bigger picture and how I've been able to simplify this after you know publishing the book and and everything that we've we've worked on since is it, it really is its toxicity and deficiencies. We we live in a toxic soup mm-hmm. in a world that's absolutely poisonous, and 
we eat such nutrient devoid foods that we're not able to overcome those things and that that's a big deal so everything kind of ties back into it's the agriculture and lifestyle and i've got my you know finger on that pulse and very much involved in the agricultural and the the influence because i work directly with so many farmers that i can i can influence the practices in which they use to to produce or uh, what they grow um and so that's that's been great but you know the other side of it is the consumer uh, they consumers vote with their dollars so we're only going to do what we can sell right and and so there's a there's a balance there's time there's a lot of education involved which is i mean that's the whole reason that i've agreed to do tv shows and and that we've we've poured the time and money into the videos that we've had created it's just about connecting and educating so everybody can make those tiny little little choices then they feel better and then they make a little more and uh it's working we'll link your book and uh, the magazine we'll talk about all in the show notes and of course the market because people this podcast is big in belgium i love it there are two people in belgium that will download this (laughs) and we want them to know about me and mcgee market because it is it is it's the philosophy of good health and it's not just about making the money because you may not get rich. Yeah, you know you're that. not going to get rich. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you, it's still, you know. Fulfilling. We, fulfilling. Yeah. We've been blessed. We're not yeah. hurting. Don't get me wrong. But um, we, it's so rewarding. Okay, so the year, was it 18 that that little boy was diagnosed? 19. 19. Okay, because I've read the book. You know, I'm sobbing during some of it. Because it was Randy, the, the, the nurse there. Randy was, Rice. Oh, my goodness. I just love Randy. I don't even know who he is, but I can get choked up talking about it. Because you tell the whole story about that. So um, you've got this boy that, on for all intents and purposes, looks like a healthy, was he four or five, six? Five. Five years old. Healthy five-year-old. Yep. But something, because you are you have medical training as an EMS, um, emergency medical or EMT or yep. whatever you call it. Um and you kind of beat yourself up because you didn't pick up on any warning symptoms. But oh, yeah. his his cancer was kind of tell tell us about the type of tumor and all he um, had and why it doesn't present like a tradition. If something you'd know something was wrong. Yeah. Uh, so that was it, he was playing out in a sprinkler. He and my my daughter. I've got four kids, but my oldest two were out playing in a sprinkler. Like all kids, all do. day, right? And so then that evening we got home, ate dinner, getting ready for bed, all that. And uh, he comes to me, he says, "Hey, Dad, my pee's orange." That's what? So I get up there and I go look, and it was blood. He was peeing blood. So, did you ask popsicle questions? Oh man, I went through everything. Yeah. I was trying to figure out: mm-hmm. did he eat blueberries? Right. Did Anything. he right. eat drink beets? I mm-hmm. mean, just whatever I could possibly come up with, and uh, nothing. So that morning I the following morning this was a thursday night i I called to get into our pediatrician and uh, he was he was out so i said i i'm not waiting so we went on into children's er and um that's that's when we we found out so when you tell the attending or whoever sees you in emergency room because they triage things obviously and this is before covid um hey i've got a five-year-old no other symptoms but he has he has blood in his urine does that alert them to call in the big guys, or are they no, thinking he it was, could have a bladder infection? Yeah, it was it was very much trying to roll out insignificant things sure. first. Uh, so it was uh, you know urine test for and get cultures to see if it's a bacterial infection or a kidney stone or, or or what. Yeah, I mean, out the, nobody was thinking cancer out of the gate. Really, nobody. No, uh, the the I actually got a video. This is crazy. I'll, I'll get it to you, but. Um, we were sitting there, and I was ordering pizza from uh, uh, Raduno. It was brand yeah, yeah, when yeah, they were yeah, brand yeah. new, yeah. And, and Chef great, Cash great. comes out and supports us. So they're they're, yeah. they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, I was on the phone with them, and I was placing our order for lunch, and I look out in the hallway, and there's a group of about six people, serious-faced, and so I just got chills again. No, I get and, tears because uh, I, I read the book. Oh. So I said, hey, I got to go. I saw I didn't even yeah. finish the order. And um, so I just I remember just taking a deep breath and walking back towards Lander. 
And uh, I remember they, they walked in. That's what we got. The Camry had my phone and was videoing them walking in. So that, my serious? daughter. Yeah. So we still, I still have that memory of it haunts me. But, Is that hard to watch? Uh, yeah, it's intense. It's intense. It brings back a lot of emotions. But uh, solemn faced group of doctors walking in. And Lab you coats know, and stethoscopes yeah, and clipboards. Yeah. And doctors I hadn't seen before. You know, it wasn't our ER so physician. <laughs> had you already spent one night by that point? Or no. is that still all the same day? Still so that the same quickly day. they could turn yeah. around a, a cancer yeah. diagnosis. Yeah. It was, and it was after the ultrasound. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was wondering if, I, I wondered if they did imaging, because I wondered if lab tests would show you that something was awry. Yeah, the lab test didn't. Uh, okay. The urine test did show that there was blood, but no, no bacteria. So, uh, you know, they they come in and and they said, uh, we got news and it's not good. He said the doctor he he's wearing this black polo. It just seared in my brain. He said, come here, let me show you something. And so I walked over to the bed. He's on the other side of the bed, and he grabs my hand and he pushes down on Lander's stomach. And he said, what do you feel? And I said something hard. And he just shook his head yes. So that's, <laughs> we didn't know anything at that point. It was CTs after that. We stayed about a week. Uh, Did Lander notice anything in his abdomen? Because huh. this is a kidney tumor, right? Yes. And so our kidneys are in the back. So yep. his had come through at your stomach and you've got your large intestines. Small intestines. Yep. I mean, we know all this. So does it protrude then kind of break through almost that, the mass? Because it's no, a mass. The mass, yeah, the mass was, was massive. So uh, the surgeons said it was about the size of a, a cantaloupe. That it had <laughs> completely, five-year-old boy. Yep, completely engulfed his, his kidney. Yeah. Isn't there a thinking in the world of oncology that if it's fast-growing, it's easier to treat? And if it's slow-growing... It, Darren's nodding because he's had cancer. So was his fast growing? Do you think? Do, okay. Do they know? I don't that's, know. That's a pretty big size for a little boy that no one noticed. Right. Right. Yeah. So all I knew at that point was there was a tumor in his kidney, and they suspected it was Wilms, which is the most which common. is the most common kidney. Yeah. And is it more in males than females? Mm -mm. It's even. No. Yeah. It's pretty pretty much. Yeah. And the it was stage four, so that means yeah, it was in his so, lymphodes, right? You know, we didn't we did not know that uh, until later on. So CT, um, and it was about two two days later. We stayed up in 4K, which is the oncology floor, and um, they 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 came back, and here we go back to a little room again. You know, me and Lander's mom, and actually my my grandmother, who was a nurse, had come down, and that's when they said. The word stage four in this little room had so they taken i had a tissue sample at that point no they, they hadn't had the biopsy um th because it had gone from kidneys to lymph nodes to there was a spot on his chest wall which was kind of the the mm. standard actually in the lung is is standard right. but this was on the chest wall which from what they say was a, a positive over being inside the lung but I, oh anyways the that that's when they said the word stage four and that that was when it just hit again so had a lot of moments of of just uh trying to gain my composure to get alone in that little bathroom at children's and break down and try to gain my composure for you, him your kids were watching <laughs> well, everybody's watching you know because uh, at that this was pre-covid so we had a room full you know uh, all grandparents and cousins and uh you know so so do they, you know, let's say that's a Monday. They start treatment on a Tuesday? Do they immediately? So every case is different, but they, they didn't know. They, they knew that we were iffy on the size of the tumor being uh, surgery or not. So it, it was almost too big to do surgery first. And so that was where they were weighing a lot of options. Do we start chemo or radiation and then do surgery? Or do to we shrink surgery? the growth, yeah. right surgery first so they ended up doing surgery uh, and and that you know went and they removed the lymph nodes in the kidneys and then we had to deal with uh, the chest wall and then potential you know cancer that we don't see so um the, i think of that little body you know on a gurney going to the surgery you as a parent are hanging on to it going i'm take me with me take take i want to go with you that's my baby you're putting 
his body in their hands and the Lord's hands because yeah. I know you're a man of faith. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of a lot was going on in your mind for all this, and I just you know what did he weigh? Sixty pounds? No, and, Lord, not even that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just nothing to him, and they do it every day there. You know, they work on hearts the size of a walnut. Yeah. So, you have the best team. Oh, the children's has been phenomenal. Yeah, they are. But you, then you had to make decisions. And I, I'd like to know, and you don't know because hindsight is twenty twenty. the Logan now, what what you would have done. Because you have a lot of knowledge now. Then they threw this on you. I didn't know anything then. Yeah. But, but now you do. So yeah. chemotherapy is rough on the body. But it ha- you had to use it to fight it. The... Yes. I, I have struggled with that more than, than anything. So just the unbelievable amounts of radiation his little body's received through there's, there's scans and x-rays and, and radiation right. itself. Um, and then just the toxic cocktail that you, you, ha- you use when it's chemo. So I, I, do, I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I mean, don't, I don't know. The decision you made was great because he's in remission. Yeah, right? I mean, he's two years cancer-free. Um, but I, I just said from the very, very, very beginning, the you know, the doctors are going to do their part, God's going to do his part, and then I'm going to do mine. I, I'm just, they, this is what they do. I'm going to let them do, but I'm going to make sure whatever I apply is going to support him. Hi, folks. Just a moment here to talk to you about something I've embarked on, and I sometimes weave it into and out of the conversations that I have on my podcast, and it's how I'm now a certified integrative nutrition health coach, thanks to the wonderful professional staff at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City. I chose the six-month program. My daughter is doing the year-long program. It's whichever program you prefer, but I'm putting the link in the show notes in the event that you want to embark on the same journey. You will invest both in your own life and it'll help you professionally. You'll make money doing it and you'll love seeing people reach their health goals. That's what a health coach does. Health coaching is the future. We have more people on medicine now than we've ever had before. We don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system and health coaches help these people oftentimes, not always, sometimes get off their medicines, eat healthier, do things all in every part of their life to lead healthier lives. You will champion them and you will feel great doing it. I feel better just in the things I've learned at IIN. Check the show notes for the link. So you knew then you had to change your nutrition? Oh, yeah. That first day? The first day. Really? Yeah. First, and my philosophy on nutrition has changed very much uh, as as I've done and continues. And if I still believe the same exact thing right now as I do in another year or two years, I'm not researching and studying enough. I'm not refining anything. So I I hope I continue to grow and and change. Because you love studying, you love learning. Oh yeah, yeah. I love I love I love this thing um, called cost and effect. (laughs) You know, I I want to apply the things that have the best out outcome right so um how long was his uh, treatment chemo and then radiation it almost a year yeah so you came in from atkins every day i lived down here you did yes and what did he because they school him there at the hospital yeah that so this was kindergarten he was going into kindergarten that fall so he's diagnosed we found out he's diagnosed in july and so that fall is when he started okay. kindergarten, and we did what was called the homebound program, where a teacher would come and, and work with him. Um, so, yeah, he, he missed kindergarten. Um, he's fine. He's fine. Well, and then and then fast forward just a little bit, and then COVID shut down the world. He missed first grade. Yeah. So second grade has been his first year in school. So oh, what does he think? That's uh, oh, he hates school. He, <laughs> does he? He, <laughs> he wants does. to play out in the sprinkler. Yeah, he, he does. I mean, can you blame him? Yeah, he doesn't. Want is to he scared play. of doctors now, or is he respectful and fine and can fake? Because you said in your book he was a brave little soldier. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, the port access was always trying. Mm. Uh, he most, For the most part, he did phenomenal. But, yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard one. Um, the NG tube. Oh. So he had – that was probably the worst experience about the whole thing was a uh, bowel obstruction caused by the original surgery. Scar tissue uh, ca- caused that obstruction. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh the, and had to have the NG tube, and that was 
horrible having your baby begging you please don't stop pull it out it horrible because with an ng tube there's no chewing and swallowing at no that he's point. just constant gagging you know just oh. gagging and just just oh they're crying. they're completely alert then when oh they put yeah it in. yes oh. yes 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 so and um, that but that's where he got his nutrition then for a time well they were trying to to you know put a lot of fluids down to because they thought he was just constipated they didn't realize it was a bowel oh, obstruction God. so it was an ng tube to, to flush him and that would actually almost cause some major problems because we didn't know it was a bowel obstruction so that was now we're up to about 2019 mm-hmm. so did you go home that day and go we're throwing out all the pop tarts and Diet Cokes? I mean, while we were still at the hospital. Really? I mean, yeah, it was. And, and so early on, that's where I'm saying I changed my philosophy significantly, was I, the first thing we did was we just completely remove uh, meat, too. So that was just, I just tell went me, to the one thing that you knew. Tell me your philosophy then and what, what it is now. Uh, so a lot of the things early on were from, like, Dr. Gundry yeah, with uh, the plant paradox. Yes, and he does push a big yeah, and, vegetarian. Yeah, and, you know lifestyle yes and i I still um apply some of his principles and i think he's done a lot of interesting things but i don't believe meat is bad at all and plus Um, the meat you and i eat is locally raised yes Yes. sometimes organic sometimes grass-fed i mean we know more about our cows than someone else does because the what what we choose to eat so the the thing the thing about what I believe I did early on, though, looking back, was initiated uh, autophagy. So when you when you start looking into a lot of like the mTOR research, uh, James Clement has a phenomenal book called The Switch, and that really so mTOR is a mammalian target of rapamycin. It it helps either cause growth or autophagy, and it just you want it to switch back and forth. You don't want it going all all one way or the other. And let's remind people, autophagy is the cellular clean-out. It's the garbage dump our body does yeah. every day through waste, and fasting has a lot to do with that. Uh, fasting fasting is a phenomenal way of creating that. So autophagy is simply just uh, house cleaning. It's yeah. getting rid of the right. bad cells and then and letting, letting regrowth happen. So I think that we initiated a lot of that very early on by being so selective on his diet and letting him just kind of how did you work with the hospital because i I have a friend whose daughter was there and after treatment chemo um and you know susan adams adams will tell it that bit got animal crackers and a spray after that was not even remotely an option so you could come in there and then say no 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 we're having organic juices and beets and whatever you choose okay no he drank water and that's fine. We drink water. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ate. We ate a lot of fruits and vegetables. And and limited. Honestly, I limited fruits outside of like berries. Oh, berries are so healing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the fruits, the glucose load is yeah. too much and could feed the cancer? Because the philosophy is that cancer and as well as other things are fed by glucose, pushed right. by glucose. Yeah. Well, and you know when you when you look at what's called the Warburg effect, as Otto Warburg uh, came up with, and he shows absolutely, definitively, without a shadow of a doubt, cancer is fed by sugar i mean wow just what it is don't you just shake your head at that because sugar isn't all packaged food so you all don't eat packaged foods i mean no not yeah no (laughs) we don't we don't eat fast food i don't eat packaged foods outside of you know very clean clean things yeah how do you convince a second grader then that we're not going to chick-fil-a yeah i mean you don't give them a choice uh, and so then my, you know, my youngest kids, they, they don't know any different. They, they, so I think that's, that's a big, big aspect of all of it is like, hey, just don't feed them the crap to begin with and they never know. But the parents listening are saying, but it's easier to feed them the crap. Because yeah. I don't want to go in there and fry tacos, so let me feed them taquitos from Sam's. Yeah, well, I can guarantee you cooking is a lot easier to deal with than, than a kid having cancer. That's your money shot right there. I mean, that's that that just gave me chills. Even you saying that is absolutely true. Uh, you, you but were, cancer's not it. That, I mean, you know that okay. that's not the only thing. Uh, there are so many chronic 
health issues that come from the things that we're doing at such a young age. Inflammatory things. Inflammatory. So, you know, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, the diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, on and on and on. All the modern diseases. It's because of what we eat, and it's getting worse. And so, you know, a lot of times I get told, well, my grandma ate such and such and such, and she lived to 100. Well... She lived in a different world, too. She didn't live in that toxic soup that we live in now. And she was not eating the same thing. The foods have changed significantly. And so a lot of times, you know, that generation, they were still having gardens in the backyard. They were still... And canned things. Canned things. Yeah, to keep the green beans, well, we're going to have them in the winter because we canned them. Yeah, and they were eating real food real yeah. real butter real lard yeah. was what they were cooking with and so you know you're you're really comparing apples and oranges uh, with when, when you try to say that and just a little bit of a tangent i don't believe in the genetic lie and by that i mean i don't believe that well my grandma had this so i'm gonna get it no the the family commonalities and disease are because of the similarities in lifestyle that's right and so, yeah, they all eat the same. Right. You have the same exposure. And You're, epigenetics, there's just a lot that plays into that. In fact, so they're much. now saying that Alzheimer's is a 5 to 7% biological or hereditary trait. These cancers are, because people say, well, and, and again, these are choices people make, and I respect it, but I'm saying, as for me and my house, but women will say, well, I'm cutting off these parts because somebody in my family had cancer. And I know that yeah. there's more with the uh, BRCA risk, and I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about other things. And I'm like, no, 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 you, but you may be different because you are, you've set your sail and pushed your vessel in a new direction. So you're like starting over. Yeah. And that's what autophagy does. Autophagy really gives us a chance to start over every day by kind of wringing out the washcloth and that is waste and then we're starting over what is your philosophy on fasting you know i mean you clearly know mine <laughs> but what what do you think about fasting because children can't do it but we do want to oh children can do it though children can do it so this is one of the things that i did at children's and, and they i think that they would probably uh, not fully understand uh, if i told them because i did it i, I just did it so uh, dave asprey is one of my absolute Heroes, I love him. I owe so Y'all much to okay, his work. Yeah, bulletproof. bulletproof. He does the bulletproof he, yeah. coffee and all that. So, in one of his podcasts, because uh, that's all I did was devour everything I could get my hands on that might give us oh, an edge. Oh, I'm sure. And so he brought up something called insulin potentiated chemotherapy. And so I was like, what in the world is that? So I start looking at all these PubMed articles and figure out, because I, I do, I, I think that you, you've got to validate things too. Oh, you can't just believe it. And you like the science side of it. Sure, sure. Um, and so what it showed was actually chemotherapy was more effective at a lower blood sugar level. Oh, wow. So Lander was always fasting when he got chemotherapy and so and that doesn't mean you're starving them or you're not eating for 24 hours but he would eat his dinner and he did not have breakfast uh at all so it we're looking at you know 14 16 hours uh and then gets chemo right and so i i genuinely believe that helped um but also on, on how do you make chemo more effective, there was a lot of studies on, on the microbiome, and these are more so on the immunotherapy aspect of it. But if you had a good, healthy gut with a diverse, wide range of bacteria, the immunotherapy is much more effective. So my thinking was, hey, I get his gut lined out, chemotherapy might be more effective too. You start bringing in fermented vegetables to Children's Hospital and yogurt and probiotics, probiotics, um, a- absolutely, and all the things. yeah, and just understand what kills good bacteria and what feeds good bacteria. Well, chemotherapy is kind of it kills, destroys everything. Yes, it right. destroys everything. Right. Clean and, house. You know, a very standard treatment for um, cancer patients is prophylactic antibiotics right. uh, and, and so that was one of the things that they wanted to do with lander and i'm, I'm not going to go and, and say all the things that i did or did not do but uh, you, you gotta you gotta make your own choices and do your did you stand firm then on the no antibiotics yeah wow did they think you were crazy you did you have to sign away to say i i'm releasing you from any liability that this is the decision we're making or are they fine with it 
It's just I, I'd never told them that one. <laughs> In case they're listening. Yeah. No. Look, yeah. Look so you know, it was though. it was it was back to them, and that is something that I, I struggled with, and I actually consulted a lot of experts. I did not go out and do that on my own. It was just those experts just happened to not be my oncologist. Since then, if you've had kids with infections, how do you approach that? Um, it depends, right? So what's what's the infection for? Are we talking about fungus, parasites, virus, bacteria, right? Because the the antibiotics ain't gonna they ain't gonna take care of three of those four, right. That's right. and so all we're doing is damaging. So a lot of times, honest to God, if you are taking care of yourself, your body can fight it off. Duh. Right. I mean, we are. Well, it's the same thing. Ear infections, sinus infections are self-limiting. They take the antibiotics or don't. You both will in about ten days feel seven to ten days. You'll feel better. One's gonna have a long-term repercussions. So. That's right. But I've had to, just as an adult, sometimes fight people because I remember I was on the radio, and if I would get a sinus infection, I sounded bad. People would call in. She needs to go to a doctor. She needs to be on antibiotics. I'd go, no, I'm fine. I promise. And even if I took the med, I mean, it wouldn't have helped. And then I would turn around. But it, it, I mean, proof is in the the sugar-free pudding. Absolutely. <laughs> so that we're doing here. Okay, you. Let's talk about sowing prosperity because I mean, I got to look at time. We got to get you back to your pickle town there. Uh, sewing Prosperity, talk about your magazine. Uh, with all, all the research and everything that we did, it went into the, the book, right? So Father's Heart. And what what that did was I, the more I got into it in agriculture and anti-cancer, I, I saw where the need of entrepreneurship to provide those things was. And so that's why the book, it's probably not like any other book there is, I would imagine. But that third part of the book is about positive businesses and what I've referred to as like regenerative businesses how do mm-hmm. we regenerate the community and mm-hmm. provide services that are better so for example one one is like I, I love Patagonia I think what they're doing what they're trying to do is is so cool uh, you know there's Tom's shoes there's how Whole mm-hmm. Foods was pre Amazon there are all of these things that are making the world better mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to hype harp on that and trying to encourage entrepreneurs so that that's one aspect of it but there's agriculture is such a big big deal uh quite a it was ruined after world war ii the agricultural system it it went to a petro-based chemical system that's when it changed that's when it changed it was post post world war ii and so all of the well think about it antibiotics were created and that's when we start giving them to animals, and then we had pesticides that were probably all part of that same general 1950s, 60s. Yeah, yeah. So everything went to monocrop, commercial. Let's put herbicides on it. Let's put pesticides on it. Let's grow uniform, beautiful crops mm-hmm. and bigger yields and bigger yields, and and it's just commercial. And there's a lot of problems with that yeah. and that we're, we're we're starting to see that this is not this used to be a fringe idea 10 years ago people would be like well you've lost your mind but uh we've destroyed the soils the all the the things i've just talked about with the gut it's the same thing for the soil the plants have got to have that that the all the bacteria and fungus in there works for the betterment of the plant for the entire ecosystem so you've pro got dirt, to have it oh i love dirt. good dirt and and there's just not a lot of it left in in the farmland Mm -hmm. so sowing prosperity i tried to bring all these things apart and i wish i had a whiteboard i try to explain this but the if you can imagine a line and let's just call it the uh, dave asprey biohacking line okay? okay and then under that parallel there is the walter longo longevity line and then he's under the that fasting. he's People the fasting guy fasting right and then under that there's a parallel line of for blue zone so dan Buechner, okay. and and then let's just say john mackey who he's who founded uh, whole foods there's read his book phenomenal book and there's a line well if you've got these these four parallel lines now you have somebody come in and research them right and now we go perpendicular and we cross those and it looks like a lattice and so what i call that is the 
lattice work of mental models. And so you're able to connect the specialties between each one of, of, for this example, men have put out their life's work in, and you can connect how it's all interrelated because it is, everything is, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. And so I've been able to connect a lot of things from the different experts and able to put that together and apply it to where other people can use it and maybe simplify it in more of a lay terminology. So that is with the magazine Sewing Prosperity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, so the, yeah, so, Sewing Prosperity is based on Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived, God is not mocked, whatever man sows, the sheep shall also reap. There's so many things that we can apply to overcome, and that's all, that's all it is. Okay, well, part of that magazine, because we're talking about it now, by the time this airs, it will be, it will have dropped and there will be actual copies of it. Um, you, because I've done some of the copy editing, so I've been able to see it. You really know your stuff with supplements. You really know your stuff with food. If there's anything, anyone listening right now, supplements, you feel like everyone needs to have every, I would, I'd love to see what you feed your kids, but that's not for everybody because we're a right. bio-individual. But what do you think, and supplement-wise, it's the number one, two, and three that you love? The, the foundation that I build is first got to take care of that gut, the microbiome. And, the, and you know, you can't out-supplement a bad diet. All right. So that, that's one thing that I try to get people, because, I mean, we have a health food store now, too. Yep. So if, if you're going to eat terrible, I, don't, don't take the supplements. Okay. Just don't. Uh, you're going to throw the money away. If you want to do that, then it, great. That, that's everybody's individual choice. But for anybody that's wanting to really to have, you know, the dog example, it hurts bad enough you're willing to make a change, you got to get the gut lined out in a high, high-quality probiotic. Um, and I think most of them are, are trash. I really do. do. I do. Do they have to be refrigerated then? No. That, see, that makes no sense. If you if that makes no that, sense to me, though, yeah, I have. Say. If if it has to be refrigerated, it's not going to survive your stomach oh, acid. Well, that's true. I mean, because your stomach's not thirty-eight degrees. It's really not. It's not. So if it can't make it through your stomach, you're you're going. It's not going to colonize the gut. The one good thing about that is that it can give what's called postbiotics. It yes. give you some postbiotics, and, and your body can utilize that. But a uh, high-quality probiotic, okay. absolutely a necessity. Magnesium, we're unbelievably deficient in magnesium. So, because our soil, that's one thing that oh. back in the day, our soil was richer, so we had more magnesium-rich right. foods. Well, And so another, another aspect of that is when you start talking about pH. If your pH is not within a certain window, the, the minerals are locked up, and they're not, they're, they're not coming out. You cannot use them. And so if it's too acidic or too alkaline, it, it's, okay. it's got to be in a range. And all of them are a little bit different. That window's different. But supplementing with a... Uh, Magnesium, extremely important. Vitamins in conjunction, A, D, K. So D3 and K2, but also vitamin A is extremely important. So fat-soluble vitamins, they, they really have the synergistic effect, and taking them by themselves is not really cutting right. it. So when you take your vitamin D3, you have to have K2 and as a. a. And A with it? Yes. Oh, okay. So I know my D3, of course, I try to get sunlight, but if you can't, my D3 has K2. Is it a binder or a carrier? It has to have that, I know. And so then I need to take vitamin A with that. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now, it, the caveat with fat-soluble vitamins is they can build up. They, there can be toxic load of taking too much. So you you got to do things right. Uh, right. And typically the directions on the bottle are, are pretty close to what you need to be doing. Okay. Because we uh, always think if two is good, ten's better. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, but also, you know, you think about agricultural ways digging in the dirt so good for your microbiome sunlight which sunlight the sun needs a new pr agent because for 15 20 years we've run from it and it's valuable for your health and then which in turn makes you sleep better at night which also helps you fight disease Uh, what what are you on sleep what's your philosophy on sleep sleep is so important um so i try i use this is an aura ring that i use i track my sleep been doing it for years um been able to really hone in REM and deep sleep so one of the things that i learned in, from asprey that took me down that rabbit trail met him yet? not yet no a lot of mutual yeah friends uh, i think he's phenomenal definitely, definitely and you know he says hero. he's on the spectrum he about yeah, himself yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a genius i mean he is a genius yeah. and he's not a medical doctor he is no. a biohacker and just a genius and i think that's his strength yeah, you I know, because he's, he's been 
There's not dogma. No. They hadn't been. No. Um, okay, keep going. So you said Asprey, Aura Ring. Yeah, the, the sleep is big in what's called the glymphatic system. Uh-huh. And so the the deep, deep sleep uh-huh. is where, where you get, uh, it's really cool. It basically lymph. Uh, mm-hmm. flushes your brain and mm-hmm. cleans it and gets rid of all this plaque but if you're not getting the deep sleep well, it's not happening well part of that too well yes but this this is this is a relatively new discovery oh, okay. like so glymphatic lymphatic but glymphatic system and it cleans your brain and it's only happens during deep sleep and it's super cool i think we gotta get you on the road how much time are we at about 50 minutes 55 minutes okay 54 yeah uh, I didn't even talk about the 97 other things I wanted to talk to you about. Did you worry you were going to come over here and we were in? Because I think you knew that I, I have no agenda. I have no notes. You said, how many men come up in flip-flops and shorts to your yeah. house? Well, <laughs> I said, not many farmers. Not. You're still a farmer to me. <laughs> even though you're not digging the dirt. I'll take you're it. working with farmers. You're, I'll take it. You're in the agriculture business. And another thing, when we first met, um, I think I was doing something. Where, maybe we were talking about Ralston. Um, which I hope they're sponsoring the podcast that day. We'll, we will work that out because we both love the Ralston family. We love their product. And I remember you were over there. You were kind of stealing my thunder because I'm kind of the person that likes being in front of the camera. And you kind of were better than I was. And I walked over to you and I was like, who are you? And you go, I'm just a kid from, you just say, you know, you're so humble, self-effacing. That's your personality. You go, I'm just a kid from Atkins or Pottsville or whatever you said. And I go, but who are you? Like, what do you do? And you said, well, I said, are you a journalist? You remember me asking you this? You did, yes. Because I was like, how do you, I thought I cornered the market on journalists being good communicators. You're like, no. I, and then you were selling real estate, I think. Maybe you said, I'm in real estate, or I'm in real estate. You said, I'm a businessman, entrepreneur. I was like, no, you're more than that. Because it's your passion for your kids and your family yeah. and yourself and the community that is impressive. So, okay, everybody listening, go to me and Mickey market. I don't, YouTube in Belgium, they will ship it to you. Jeffrey's here and they've got an online store. That's going to be fat. Tomatoes may not make it, but, uh, the buy optimizers. will. that's my new thing is my daughter came by today. She goes, where's the good magnesium? I go, don't take all my good stuff. That is the, that is a great magnesium. And because they have seven different types mm-hmm. and they have PhDs that study it all the time. It's really fascinating. What they do. Okay. Logan. You're amazing. Get back on the road. Go take your family and do everybody. Stop eating crappy foods. The end, right? Thank you. The end. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.